and I certainly have a desire and a longing in my heart for him this morning, for more of him. Amen. We have a few written requests this morning. We uh, certainly want to continue to remember Sister Christy uh, Garrett in our prayers this morning. We uh, were at the hospital, so we got ran off last night. And, uh, but the difference between yesterday morning and, and yesterday evening was night and day. And yeah. prayer changes things. And I want to say uh, thank you, Lord, and I praise you for answering prayer and touching her. And I believe she'll get to go home in a day or so. So. We're just so thankful. And also, we want to remember Brother Matt in a very special way this morning. He's kind of had a double blow by losing his dad on Thursday and then Sister Christy being. So you can only imagine this morning, Brother Matt, pray for him that God will just strengthen him this morning, if you will, and be with him. Uh, I got to see Vicky, Sister Vicki Tidwell yesterday, too, and I'm just so uh, thankful to get to talk to her. And she said that, she said, Brother Mark, she said in the last couple days I have felt better than I have in a long time and she said I just want to give praise to the Lord for that and tell you thank you for your prayers so we thank the Lord for answering her prayer as well and also brother uh, I cannot pronounce this name Oltag Oltag uh, is, is showing improvements the, one, the brother that was in the automobile accident is showing some improvements and we we're just looking for a complete healing of our brother this morning and, and I know there's other requests, and maybe I missed it, but God didn't. God is very aware this morning of what we have need of in the service. So if you have something on your heart this morning, just make it known by that. Put your hand. God sees what our needs are in the service today. Brother Jonathan, come lead us in prayer. Man, you happy this morning? Amen. Let him know it this morning. Give him a round of praise this morning. Love him this morning. Man, oh, you appreciate for what you have. Uh, we need to truly give honor and thanks to him for all that he's done. And just coming here is just part of it. Now it's time to enter in and worship with him. You know, he's in his praises. Every one of you can create an atmosphere that he can come bless every need that we have. But we must do it together. So let's bond together. Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, once again, Lord, we come, Lord, asking because we know that you're capable, Lord. Lord, too many witnesses, Lord, too many examples, Lord, that we have in our own lives and our family lives that when we place a need at an altar, you move for that need, Lord Jesus. And Lord, you see these needs that we have this morning, Lord. You see Sister Vicky, Lord. You see, well, Lord, Brother Ron, Lord, Brother Mark Tech, Lord. You see the conditions of their life, Lord. And Lord, don't the devil tries to swipe, Lord. The devil tries to move, but he can't do nothing. Without your permission, Lord. And Lord, you see my sister Christy, Lord Jesus. And Lord, what better time the devil would think, Lord, that he could attack in this moment, Lord, when the family's grieving, Lord. Be with Brother Matt, Lord, and Brother Jimmy passing on, Lord. You see the need to the family, Lord. But Lord, we know that you're in control, Lord. And we know that all of these things happen because you've allowed them to happen. And, and there's a time and a place. But Lord, we asked you to give us comfort, Lord, and we asked you to give us peace, Lord, and we asked you to move for Brother Matt and Sister Christy and the family, Lord, that you would bond them together stronger than you ever have, Lord. Let your presence be felt in that hospital room this morning, Lord. Show them your love. Show them your grace. Show them your mercy. Lord, you see every hand that was lifted, Lord. Lord, many needs upon your people's heart, Lord, here and online as well. Lord, would you move in a mighty way this morning, Lord? Would you touch every need that is placed before you? Be with this service, Lord. Touch Brother Mark. 
Lord, the musicians, Lord. Lord, touch us as an audience, Lord, as we would gather in and come in and worship with our song leader, Lord, and we could lift your name on high. And Lord, create an atmosphere of worship this morning, Lord. Touch our pastor as he would come, Lord. Lord, strengthen his body, Lord. Strengthen his voice. Lord Jesus, strengthen his mind, Lord. Give him peace, Lord, to speak what you've laid on his heart. Lord, we love you, Lord. We're expecting this morning, Lord. We're not doing it for the fun. We're not doing it to be seen. But we're expecting this morning, Lord. Be with us in a mighty way, Lord. Lord, we love you. In your lovely name, the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. And amen. Be seated for a minute more. Dismiss the online audience for something this morning. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Brother Martin. I'd like to say it's good to see Sister Debbie this morning. God bless you, Sister Debbie. It's been good to have you in the service today. So good to have all these young people up here, too. It feels so good. And you're going to find that it makes a difference being right here this morning. You're going to find that it's just so much closer to where God is this morning than way back far from him. And I, I pray that you all will just help me 
sing this morning. Drown me out where I can't even hear myself this morning. Amen. Let's sing together. I think Ace likes it. What a fellowship. What a joy to find. It's, it's so good to be with our brothers and sisters here. But just imagine when we get over there and get to fellowship forever. Let's sing this morning. Oh, what a fellowship. What a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms. And what a blessedness. What a peace of mind leaning on the So what do we have to dread? What do we have to fear when we're leaning on those everlasting arms and we're standing on the promises? Listen, man, let's do it this way. Well, I'm standing on the promises of Christ, my King, through eternal age, let His praises ring. Oh, glory in the highest, I will shout and sing. Oh,
standing on the promises of God. I'm standing on the promises that cannot fail. When the howling storms of doubt and fear assail, and by the living word of God I shall prevail. Oh,
praise. Somebody else say hallelujah. Praise the Lord this morning. You know we're living in the hour where we're going to see the manifestations of the Spirit of God in action before us. We're going to see miracles. We're going to see giants fall. We're going to walk on water. Whatever we have need of, God's going to give it to us. You say, well, I don't have this or I don't have that. God has it. And if you're in him and he's in you, you have what he has. So you own it all this morning. It's yours. Let's see. You said that when we ask, we will receive. We take you at your word. We take you at your word. So, Lord, we're asking. And you said your people will do greater things. We believe it. We believe it. We believe it.
How many believe that this morning? We're going to see miracles. We're going to see giants fall. We pull together as a congregation like this this morning. We get in harmony and unity. No telling what God can do in this service this morning. Amen. We'll let you have your seats. We'll have our ushers to come this morning and receive the offering for this service. You just give them to the Lord. I know he'll bless you. We are having a uh, housewarming shower uh, this afternoon at 3 o'clock for Brother Claude and Sister Eugenia. They were out of town. They said they would be back uh, by the time we had the shower this morning. So uh, Brother Pat said to be sure and tell you that it's for guys too, not just for sisters. So <laughs> you gentlemen come out and show your support for this couple today and just, just give them to the Lord. I know he'll bless you. I kind of feel led to do a little something different. Um, I know Brother Matt's not here, but for some reason, that song that you lead, Brother Casey, could you get the young people, could you do it without your dad leading you this morning? What is it? No, the one you, you sing with the young people. Yes. Could you do that without your dad this morning? I just feel led to have them do that this morning. So uh, if you young people... We'll just uh, start getting ready to sing that for us. I just want to sing this chorus. I think it's uh, in the key of A, if I'm not mistaken. So when you're up against the wall And your mountain seems so tall And you realize that life's not always fair Well you can run away and hide Let the old man decide Or you can change your circumstances With a prayer When everything Just praise his name When you have a broken heart Just raise your hands and sing Oh Lord, you're all I need You're everything to me And he'll take the pain On when it seems you're all alone, just praise his name, just praise his name. And when you feel you can't go on, you just raise your hands and say, Oh, greater is he that is within me. And you can pray.
throughout my history your faithfulness has walked beside me the winter storms made way for spring in every season from where I'm standing I see the evidence of
are my strength and you always will be I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life all over my life I see your promises and fulfillment all of his goodness all over my life. I see it all over Brother Casey's life this morning. The evidence of his goodness. Things could have been different this morning. Mom might not have been here. Then an accident just a couple of weeks ago and then very sick, but God turned things around. I love that scripture, you know, no matter what the circumstance, but God. That's what changes everything, but God, who is rich in mercy. I thank the Lord for his mercy this morning. Let's stand together as we invite our pastor to come and to deliver what the Lord has laid on his heart for us today. Amen. Let's sing this. I believe it's in the kids' hands. Oh, you're my refuge. You're my sanctuary. When I feel afraid, you're my hiding place. You're my hiding place. Oh, you are my refuge. 
Jesus Christ. You believe that? You know, there are many songs that are sang today with just you or him. But we want to make it specific. Jesus Christ is our refuge. You believe that? What a God that we serve this morning. So happy to be in the house of the Lord with you to worship our Lord Jesus Christ in spirit and in truth. And man, we have a nice group up here this morning. I, hallelujah. I can hear the young people singing all the way back to my study. Praise the Lord. They are the strength of the church. Amen. We want them there just pulling on the word of the Lord. Now, when you get married and you have to start having children and things like that, you can go back and choose seats, but that's okay. But we want all of your support. Amen. Everybody from the back row to the front. We want your support this morning. Happy to be in your presence this morning and in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ. We deem it a privilege always. If the brothers will come this morning, this is the tithes, the first fruits you give to the Lord. We thank the Lord for his amazing grace for um, uh, touching Sister Christy. And I received a text just before I came out. And uh, she was watching the service. So God bless you, Sister Christy. All of our numbers are looking good. And they're still watching our CO2 and just keeping an eye on that one. But I'm believing she'll be well. Uh, the Lord helped us go by there last night to lay hands on her and pray with her. We believe God is able. You know, that's a pretty scary thing. You go to the ER and suddenly you end up in the uh, <laughs> intensive care. And I don't care what it is. The moment I hear that, that's pretty serious business to me. Amen. So, uh, but we, we know the Lord is mindful of her and also Brother Matt. The passing of Brother Jimmy, what a gallant soul, sweet servant of the Lord. We certainly love him and will be missed. But what a way to go, Amen. to go to sleep and then wake up in the presence of the Lord. Yes. Hallelujah. That's how we'll be one day. We'll all just come into the presence of the Lord. And it doesn't matter what Satan says. Right. He cannot rob us. He cannot deny us of our body change. Whether we come the way of the resurrected saints or the translated saints, yes. we will be with him yes. in his presence. You believe that? Yes. Satan cannot 
deny us of that. Let's sing it together. Put your hands together. I would not be denied. Help me out. When pains of death seize on my soul, Bibles, I invite you to go with me to the book of um, Revelations chapter 4. You know, the Bible is a beautiful book. And um, <clears throat> Bible is actually a Greek word. We call it um, Bible in English, but 
Biblia in Greek is the Greek translated word we call Bible, which means books, books, various books that was um, found uh, written on the skins of animal parchments that was put together from the time of Moses. Moses is known to write the first five books of the Bible, but even from the time of Moses, the Bible was being translated. Even from that time, it went into various uh, translation, Arabic, Greek, and many other uh, Judaism and such like. But as we see it today, uh, man of old was moved by the Holy Spirit and wrote the book. Hallelujah. It is one of the most uh, powerful book there is in all of the world. Yet it is one of the most challenged in the world. will try to contradict it, but it stands today as the word of God. But you think of that. God moved on men, not knowing each other, but they were right by inspiration. What was happening from the New Testament, reflecting back into the old, not even conversing with one another, but saying the same things. Oh, praise God. I'm happy in this day that we have a Bible today. We have a message today from God. Even though it's been challenged, it has went through the storm. It has went through the battle through the years. Men have tried to destroy it. They've tried to burn it. They've tried to destroy it. But it lives on today by God's grace. This is why Jesus said, heavens and earth will all pass away. But my word will never pass away. So you're actually looking at the Bible, which is a powerful, powerful book there. And, you, you know, you stop to think, how did this all come together? It doesn't just, didn't just happen like that. It was done by inspiration, by anointing, by the presence of God. God was able to do this. So Revelations chapter 4, we're going to go up higher this morning by the help of the Lord. And after this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of the trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither, and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the spirit, and behold, a throne was set in heaven, and one sat on the throne, and he that sat was to look upon as jasper and the sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around about the throne, the sight like unto an emerald. And, and I, I, I'll read some more of the passage verses here to verses 9, but we'll probably not be able to get all the verses today. And round about the throne were four and, four and twenty seats, and upon the seat I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on their heads crowns of gold. And out of the throne proceeding lightnings and thunderings and voices. And there were seven lamps of fire burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. This is quite a scene that's taking place. This is what's happening now is a vision by John being on the Isle of Patmos. He was a man of God. He was placed there because of his stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, when you make a stand for God, he will never, ever overlook that stand you make for him. Young people, let me say this to you today. When you stand for Jesus, he will stand for you. And here was John brought into the Isle of Patmos. 
in exile for the testimony of Jesus Christ and the word of God. And God began to show him these things. And behold, verses 6, the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. And in the midst of the throne, round about the throne, were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. And the first beast was like lion, and the second beast like a calf, and the third beast uh, uh, had a face of a man, and the fourth beast was like a flying eagle. And the four beasts had each of them six wings about him, and they were full of eyes with him, and they rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was which is and is to come. Now, this is speaking of Jesus Christ. He that was, which is, and shall come. And then verses 9, And when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne who liveth forever and ever. What a scripture. What a, what a setting now. What a passage. And uh, I want to draw from this text in verses um, in verses, uh, I believe here, as we, we look at the passage here, in verses 3, uh, I want to speak to you on the emerald bride. The emerald bride. When John, and I'll take part one to, today because there's quite a bit of a material, I won't be able to finish it, but we, we see this setting that is taking place, and uh, John looking, and he see one sat on a throne like a jasper and sardine stone, and there was a rainbow around the throne uh, in the sight like onto an emerald. Uh, the emerald color is actually a, it's an, it's an amber color of a, a more of a greenish yellow amber color, but he said that there was a rainbow around the throne of God, and we know that this rainbow represents uh, uh, the, the attributes of God and the very nature of God. We know from the beginning that God is the Logos. Out of God, the Logos that came out of God was a light. When God said, let there be light, and there was light. God is represented in the seven-colored rainbow as we know it today. And I sort of debated on the title of this message I wanted to title it The Rainbow Bride, but a certain perverted group of people may get the wrong idea. So I just brought it down to the Emerald Bride itself. And they don't have uh, any kind of uh, monotony on the rainbow. We are the Rainbow Bride. We are the Emerald Bride. But you understand, as the light illuminated where God was, we noticed it sprung out in the seven different colors but then John said it was in the sight of an emerald, like unto an emerald color. This is the color you will see in the pillar of fire over the prophet's head. It is the pillar of fire of God that, that, that led the children of Israel. The light is not a new light. It is God himself transcending from what he was into a form of a light. This is why in the messages uh, you were here, Brother Ben said, I'm looking for that light. What he was looking for is that angel of light, that angel of the covenant, that angel that was there that guided him to reveal the secrets of the heart of the people. So 
We're going to speak on this emerald bride this morning and the Lord helping us as we get into the scripture. So let's bow our heads and have a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we're indeed so grateful for your divine love to us. We thank you for your amazing grace and this amazing group of people that is before me today. I would ask that you will allow that emerald light to illuminate my mind and bring illumination to the word of God today, Father. I know that you're mindful of the needs of your people, and we thank you for being here today, and we ask you'll speak to us, enlighten us, revelate us, strengthen us, clear up the darkness from our minds, and shine your emerald light into our spirits, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the church says, amen and amen. You may be seated now. God bless you. I want to just sort of take my time this morning and um, go through, uh, if you'll pardon me, go through these scriptures. The church has actually been studying on this, and um, I, I did this on por- purpose for you to listen ahead of me on this, um, on the Revelation uh, chapter 4 series that Brother Branham uh, preached back in uh, 1960. It was at the closing of the year. Uh, in the um, watch night service there where Brother Brandon preached there on uh, Revelations chapter 4 and began to break into the Revelation and then he went into 1961 on uh, actually two more uh, segments of the uh, of Revelations chapter 4 and it's beautiful teaching to the bride of Christ and um, I, I, I have drawn more revelation and understanding of what God is doing in this age from those three sermons Brother Branham was preached on Revelations chapter 4. Revelations chapter 4 series, the Hebrew series, and the raw versions of the seven church ages are constantly being played in my study because I believe that they are the nutshell of the message of Malachi 4 to the bride of Christ. And I encourage you to listen to them. They're very, very powerful messages. And they actually build up to the climax of, uh, of the seven seals preached in March of 1963. All three of these series, actually a revelation that you will hear Brother Branham rehearsing in the, uh, as he preached uh, the God and simplicity and the breach and, and then all through the seven seals, questions and answers on the seal, you will hear the revelation of God being spoken through those messages. Actually, there was no new revelation given uh, on the seven seal, just greater enlightenment of what God is doing. You know, Brother Branham had already preached the seals. He had already preached all these different revelations. Just God now was bringing it into perspective for the bride of Christ. The time was not right for him to thunder out the full revelation of what God was doing. Are you listening now? now I want you to stay with me because some people say, well, that's deep preaching. Because, you know, it, not, nothing is deep with God because God is a vast subject. He's a, he's a God that covers all space, time, and eternity. And it's beyond sometimes our comprehension, but God wants us to understand more of Him today. I believe the reason we're here is because we want to know more of God. 
Well, the, the book of Revelations actually reveal that vision of Jesus Christ. When John was on the Isle of Patmos, and they placed him there on Patmos because uh, it was a place that they would put in place extreme criminals. It was a place that was uh, what was, was isolated from, from uh, where everyone was. And it was a little uh, island, as it were, filled with scorpions and, and lizards and, and, and all sorts of poisonous uh, reptiles. And they were placed these criminals there. And as we know that John was actually placed there because of the testimony of Jesus Christ. What a testimony he had. You see, they tried to stop John, but they couldn't stop him. They try the young people. They try everything they could to stop him from talking about Jesus Christ, but they couldn't stop him. They try to put him in oil and boil him in, in a big pot of oil, and, and, the, and the oil got cold because you can't burn the Holy Ghost out. They tried all sorts of things on John, but they couldn't stop him. Finally, they decreed him to go to Patmos because this is where they placed the extreme criminals that can never, never get away. And I'm thinking of the place out there in San Francisco. What is it called? Here we go. Alcatraz. That's the same thing. We were there. We actually seen it, Brother Mark. Amen. We visited that place. That's where they place the criminals because, you know, they can't escape. If they do, they will capture them. They will see them on the cameras. When the water is cold, they will die because it's, it's too extreme. But we notice it was the same setting, the same thing. When you think of Patmos, I want you to think of that place. It was the same, actually the same setting of it was, uh, of the way it was for, for John. Now, the book of Revelation is in three parts. As we know it uh, this morning when we read it. And uh, the first three chapter pertains to the church ages. It deals with the church on earth. It deals with God uh, giving his messages to his angels to each church ages. So the message to the angels of the church was given from the first Ephesus down to the last church age. But then we notice the bride disappears right in chapter 4 and does not appear again until the 19th chapter of Revelation. Understand that John is writing the revelation of God for this age. John had a vision of the church. Hallelujah. John saw the bride of this age. John was looking in a preview of what God was doing here on earth and also forecasted in the heaven. Do you believe that? So between this time, God is dealing with the Jews. Understand from the fourth chapter of Revelation, the church goes up. And down to the 19th chapter, when the bride returns, all these events are taking place here on earth while the bride is already in the marriage supper of the Lamb. Praise God. We will not be here for any of those activities between the 4th and the 19th because God is now dealing with the Jews. 
Moses and Elijah is now turning to the Jews to bring their message. Meanwhile, in the shadows of the Gentile church, the beast is putting into motion uh, his mark upon the church. And things are being arranged where those that do not receive the truth or mark or receive the message of the beast are actually being marked in their hands and in their forehead. It's during these times where it will become a physical execution of the word of the Roman church. All these things are happening here while the bride is in glory. Praise God. I'm so glad that God is telling a church this morning to come up higher. Hallelujah. Come out of the church ages. I'm bringing the church up into a higher atmosphere now. Away from churchianity. Away from traditions and religion. Into the atmosphere of God as we will see it as we go on this, uh, this morning. Now between the coming of the great city of Jerusalem and the sealing away of the people of Israel, 144,000. This period starts from the time where John said, and after these things I look. He's speaking now of the elected church, the bride of Christ, who is caught up in the rapture. You know, the Bible said that we will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. You believe that? There'll be a catching away. There'll be a rapture. There'll be a coming of Christ for his bride as a thief in the night. Do you believe that? Like Romeo and Juliet, it is a secret coming of Jesus Christ. So the bride now is taking up. He said, after these things, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. You see, immediately after uh, this, John was on the Isle of Patmos for three years. And I just explained to you how he got there for the word of God and his testimony for preaching the gospel. You believe it? So we wouldn't have had a book of Revelation if it hadn't been for John. Praise God. If it was not for John, we would not have this revelation today. That was God's way of giving us the book of Revelation. And the book of Revelation is only for a special class of people. It's not for everybody. Some people only read the New Testament and they stop where it comes to, you know, John. And, 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 and it just ends right there, Jude. And they don't even go into the book of Revelation because they assume that as a lot of confusion. But you see, it takes inspiration and prophetic anointing to break into the revelation of God. It is not for everybody. It's only for the bride. It's only for the church in this age. you believe that? Let's break into it now. John said, after these things, after the church age. Look at Revelations 4 and 1 again. After this, I looked and behold, a door was open in heaven. After these things that pertain to earth comes the rapture of the bride. 
So he's saying, after these things, after the church ages has now been preached, and you had reformers, and you had you had all kinds of let me back up all sorts of doctrines, trinitarianism. You had false baptism. You had uh, eternal hell, uh, eternal security. Uh, the false names and all these things that was preached as dogmas and creeds into the church that God said at the end of the church age that I will send the last messenger to clear up all the loose ends. Praise God. Red Brown didn't bring us a message of himself. He, t- he tied up all the loose ends in the Bible. You believe it? We will be baptized in false baptism today. We will have false teachings today, hadn't it not been for the seventh angel. But God knew what he was doing. At the end of the church age, he sent the message of grace to the bride. Hallelujah. So now that you're correctly baptized. Now you know about predestination. Now you know that there is no eternal hell. Now you know there's no eternal security. Now you know all these things of serpent seed and all the major doctrines of marriage and divorce and all these things. This is what the angel of the seventh church was to preach in this last age. He didn't bring us a message of his own. We are not just we're not just out here, uh, just uh, you know, just trying to grab at just anything. We are holding to the word of God because God promised in Revelation that He'll bring the revelation before the church is caught up in the rapture. Do you believe us? Aren't you glad for the revelation? Aren't you glad you're not deceived today? Aren't you glad you're not bought, baptized in false baptism, but in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah. Amen, not three God, but one God. Hallelujah. Amen, not Trinitarianism and paganism, but Jesus Christ. When John said, after this, I look and I saw a door in heaven. Oh, praise God for it this morning. Praise the Lord. After these things that pertain to the earth, John said, the bride can be raptured now. Now, how are you going to go to your bridegroom if you don't know his right name? Are you son? Are you Holy Ghost? What are you? Are you father? What is your name? His name is Jesus Christ. And the revelation had to be cleared up in this age. You understand what I'm saying? We're not just following just false teachings. We are following the leadership of God's anointing in this age. It was God that decreed in this generation that I'll raise up again a mighty prophet with just say the Lord to the church. You believe it? After these things pertaining to earth comes the rapture of the bride. So God is going back now to pick up Israel after the church age ends, after the rapture. Remember now that God blinded their eyes in parts that you and I would see Jesus as the Messiah. God blinded their eyes in parts that we might see Jesus Christ as the Messiah. He could have opened their eyes to uh, seeing him as Messiah and then there was doomsday on the Gentile church. But praise God, on the backside of God's mind, he had a bride that was predestinated for this age. 
Amen. So he blinded the eyes of the Jews so you and I can see in this hour. You believe it? Hallelujah. And God portrayed this through Joseph as he brought his two sons, Ephraim and Manasseh. Amen. Before Jacob to bless them. And while he was blessing them, he crossed his hands from the oldest to the youngest. Stipifying the Gentile church is the, is the, is the youngest church. And when Joseph said, my father, my father, you're making a mistake. He said, oh, no, my son, for God did cross my hands. And the blessings went from the Jewish church to the Gentile. Oh, glory. Hallelujah, church. I'm so glad that God is picking up a church in this age. We were Gentile heathens. We worship idols. But God's grace says, but there is a church. There is a bride. There's a people in this age that I'll shut the eyes of the Gentiles just for a little while. Praise God. Amen. God grafted us in. You believe that? We were the wild olive branch. We were grafted in. And God says, I'm going to give you a place. Not only that, he called you a bride. Amen. He left his own and came to us as a Gentile church and said, I'm going to call you bride. This is why we sing amazing grace. How sweet that sound that saves a wretch like me. You believe it? Don't never allow that to become common to you. Don't never allow that to become common to you. God Almighty could have chosen who he wanted to. But praise God, by predestination, he said there's some people in Laosia in the last church age. Yes, they're not perfect. Amen. They don't have an impeccable record. They don't have everything just right. But my blood and my grace is sufficient to eradicate every mistake they have had in their lives. Thank God for Jesus this morning. Thank God for the blood of the Lamb that set every record straight in my life. You believe it? Hallelujah. Don't forget it. Don't forget it. And I pray that it will never become old in this church. That we will ever preach on the grace of Jesus Christ and his mercy. Now we understand that a bride never appears again until Revelation chapter 19. Uh, when she returned with our bridegroom. I want to say praise God for the wedding. Thank God there's a wedding. Praise God that I was invited not as guest of this wedding ceremony, but as part of the bride in this age. So we notice now the bride will return with the bridegroom, Revelations 19 and 7. Bible said, let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife had made herself ready. This is where Brother Branham drew the story of the young man from Chicago on, on the outer drive going to uh, out west to get himself a bride. It was from this story he drew and heard the story of the ranch a ranch, um, a man that owns a ranch and his son wanting a bride. Hallelujah. 
and he gave her the promise that at a certain time, at a year from now, I will come back. But I want you to prepare yourself, hallelujah, with the promise that I have given you. And she worked, and she toiled, and she got her dress ready, hallelujah. Amen. You see, the bridegroom didn't provide the wedding garments. The bride did. But she made herself ready with the promise that her bridegroom is coming for her. You believe it? What are we doing right now? We're dressing ourselves with the promise. Amen. At a certain time, between six and nine, there'll be a rapture. The seventh angel delivered the material for the wedding garment. You believe it? And you got to dress yourself in the robe of his righteousness. So the bride is not now in the seventh church age, the seventh church ages, but is in the eighth day. Praise God. The bride, after these things, I looked. So John now is... Speaking as he's, as he's exiting the church age, he's speaking of the bride, leaving things of this earth behind, and speaking of the preview that's going on hereafter, praise God. Can I talk to you about that realm just for a few moments? Amen. The hereafter. We talk so much about here and our trials and our, our disagreements and, and our, 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 all the confusion. But I want to take you up higher into the realms where you're going this morning. Not where you're at, but where you're going in the name of Jesus. You believe it? Amen. You see, spiritually speaking, the bride is potentially in the rapture transition. You believe it? Potentially in the resurrection. If you're in Christ, you've already been resurrected. All they that are in Christ will he bring when he comes. Because they were already in him. If a loved one passed away, they were in Christ. At the resurrection, they're coming up. In the first resurrection. Amen. In the first resurrection. Praise God. All the saints from the church ages all the way down. Oh, God will bring every one of them up in the first resurrection. When the trumpet of God shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first. And they that remain shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye. You believe that? Resurrected saints and translated saints will unite in a spiritual atomic power. And God will bring the church up in the glory. You believe it? I love what Brother Bram said in the Easter Sea uh, March the 10th, 1965. He said, uh, we'll be on any shadow of doubts. Potentially in the resurrection right now. The saints get ready to be taken up in the air. Praise God. When were you brought into this? When were you in Christ? Before the foundation of the world. When did God choose you? Amen. When? Before the world was formed. When were you a son of God? Always was. According to Ephesians 1. According as he has chosen you in Christ. Before the foundation of the world. This thing didn't just get started. You always was. 
No wonder you've always been different. You didn't measure up to the world. You can fit in, young people, to the world. You still can fit in because you were chosen in God. You believe it. You were called with a higher calling. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's not by mishap that your parents got in the church. It's not by mishap that you're here today. It's by an election. It's by a holy calling. Hallelujah. According as he has chosen you in Christ. When did this happen? Before there was a world. Oh, I love it. Hallelujah. So he said the saints getting ready to be taken up in the air. Oh, what a moment. I love those words. To be taken up in the air. There's only one thing left. To be taken up in the air. Then all the sorrows and the sickness and everything else will just abate off of your lives. Hallelujah. We'll cease this life and go into an eternal, amen, celestial body that God prepared for us. You believe it? Amen. In the twinkling of an eye, you'll move from this dimension into a spiritual dimension. You believe it? Then the toils and the cares of this life will mean nothing. Hallelujah. Suddenly, the former things are forgotten. Amen. Suddenly, all the heartaches are gone. The pain left your body. Amen. All the disease left your body. The scarred up mind has been resurfaced by the Holy Spirit. The broken heart was mended by the power and dynamics of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Everything that was wrong in this body is now translated into a higher dimension. You believe it? Hallelujah. The saints getting ready to be taken up in the air. Oh, my God. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I want to speak on is the hereafter. I'm tired of the down here. Amen. Everybody say down here. We can get so caught up in the down here, in the drag of life, in the dread of life. But eagles, look up. Hallelujah. You're not earthbound. You're called to fly higher than this world. You believe that? Oh, my. Here, let me show you what John uh, saw after these things, after the seventh day. That God showed John the same thing he told Moses of after these things. I want to get your mind away from after these things. These earthly things. Amen. All these earthbound things. All these things that don't mean nothing. Zero in God's sight. Because when his presence ignites our bodies, all wrongs are made right. You believe it? You believe you're a child of God. If there's problems in your life, the wrongs would be made right by the power of the Holy Spirit when God takes you. You believe it? Amen. So John, uh, God showed John the same thing that he, he, he told Moses of. And I want you to go into the book of Leviticus chapter 26. Verses 36. You can actually read... Um, uh, verses 23 all down to verses uh, 36. But I, I wanted just to catch the key um, uh, spot that I wanted to get to. It says, the seventh day he shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. 
That's Jesus Christ. On the eighth day shall be the holy convocation unto you. And he shall offer an offering made by fire unto the Lord. It is a solemn assembly. And he shall not do. He shall not. Amen. Watch this. And he shall do no civil work therein. Here is the eighth day holy convocation. The bride now, John is saying, you've got to get out of the mentality of the church age. The formality of church. The formality of life. The struggles of life. The complication of life. The ins and the outs and the dread of life. you got to come up higher than I can show you where you're going. Why are we here? Because we're going somewhere. We're not here because we're staying here. We just dropped into time. Amen. But we're going back to eternity. You believe that? I said here, the eight-day holy convocation. Notice that you do no work in it. The eighth day are back to the first day. You know this. It speaks of eternity. And she rolls around without stopping place. Hallelujah. The bride is now leaving this place. Listen, if I keep you down in the church ages, then you are only going to dwell on what's going on in the church ages. What did they have in the church ages? Church fights, church splits, church disagreements, worldlyism, amen, disgruntledness, amen, wars between brotherhoods, separation of brotherhoods. But then John said, at the end of the church age, there'll be a mighty voice. Hallelujah. That'll call a resurrection voice. That'll call the bride, the church, out of denominationalism. Come out of her, my people. He's separated, saying the Lord of hosts. And now he's showing us thereafter what will take place. So it speaks of eternity as we see it goes around. So the feast day of the tabernacle. Notice after that, after the last feast, after the church age, after the last complete seven days upon the earth, after the millennium, and this holy convocation comes, praise God. Hallelujah. I'm looking forward to it, to this holy convocation. You believe it? Amen. Seven days, that's the millennium, and the rest day, you believe it? As God labored, the Bible said, in the sixth day and rested in the seventh, the church labors six days and rested the seventh, but you're still in the time elements. So God comes and he brings John up in the vision and he said, John, you know what? I have to show you something. But what I got to tell you, I can't tell it to you while you're on earth. You got to come up where I am. Hallelujah, you got to come out out of your carnal uh, uh, thinking. Come out of this earthly things. Come out of the cares of this life. Come up higher where I'm at. I want to show you something that's greater than what you're going through on earth. Now remember now, remember, John hadn't yet been raptured. Because John left the out of Patmos and came back in the little city that was in and pastored a little church there for about uh, several years before he died with just about six or seven members. You remember that? But you see, John, God was speaking to John as a type of the bride to encourage him. 
that say, don't get caught up in this world. Don't get caught up in the things of this world. Don't get gripped by this world. Don't allow this world to hold you down. You believe it. The future home, Brother Bram said, 1964. Remember, this is the Feast of Tabernacle. Tabernacles, Tabernacle, gathering place. Amen. Where's the millennium? The Bible said it shall, they shall build houses. They shall in, inhabit. But in the new earth, he has already went and prepared the place. It's built. Praise God. We have nothing to do with the building of it. Amen. Eternal. Oh, I just love that word. My, a holy convocation, the eighth day. The 11th church, even in the millennium, you're going to be building and you're going to be eating. But brother, after the millennium is over, hallelujah, God told John, I want to show you some things that will be hereafter. You believe that? You know that the Bible said that, that we'll plant vineyards and eat the fruits thereof. Amen. This is, watch this now, this is the catching up of the bride of Christ. This is uh, uh, the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then we understand it's the millennium. But then there'll be a time when Christ will renovate the earth. Where he will rule on the earth. You with him as kings and priests. Hallelujah. That's the real time that John is speaking of. The holy convocation. The word convocation in the original Hebrew word is uh, megrah. Meaning something called out. Sacred assembly. Praise God. Amen. The original Hebrew is Megrod. It's something called out. Sacred assembly. Praise the Lord Jesus. Amen. This holy convocation is something called out. It is a sacred assembling. It's God now bringing up his church to where he is. Praise God. Hallelujah. I believe that we're living in a very, very uh, wonderful time of the coming of the Lord. And God wants me to bring this message to you to remind you that we are not earthbound. That our priorities are not here in this life. That we are not to get caught up in just the everyday drag of life to where we forget about why we're here. Amen. You are here because God dropped you here. But you're not here permanently. This is only temporary of where you're going permanently. Believe it. There's some folks may be here permanently, but not the brides. That's why God told John, come up higher and I will show you things that will be hereafter. You believe it. So I want you to notice now that uh, Migrod is... Migrod is the Hebrew word, something called out, sacred assembly, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A people that is called out. A young people that is called out. You've been singled out. You've been called out by the grace of God. Amen. To a sacred assembling of the church. Now there is a parallel between a verse 1 of both chapter 4 and chapter 19. And I sort of put them both together, verse, uh, verse 1 uh, of chapter 4 and verse 1 of chapter 19. After this, I looked, and then in verses 19, after these things, 
After this I look, and then after these things, after these things, after he had seen the church age, after these things, I looked, and behold, a door, hallelujah. John, a type of the bride of Christ, see only one door to heaven, and that was Jesus is the door. You believe it? Oh, church of the living God, we're not looking to man. We're not looking to the church. We're looking to Christ. Amen. He's that door. Look at Revelations 4 and 1. And after this I looked, and behold, a door was open in heaven. Praise God. Hallelujah. John quit looking down on earth now. He was tired of seeing just every confusion and madness and crazy things going on in the church ages. And God said, John, you're a type of the bride. Look up now. Hallelujah. I said to the church of the living God, look up in the name of Jesus. You don't need to look down. Look up to him this morning. You believe it? Hallelujah. The devil's got every one of us looking down iPhone or iPad or Androids or everything. We're all looking down. But God is saying to the church, look up. I say to the church, look up in the name of Jesus. The devil wants to show us all the negative things here in this life. He wants to show us all the things that are not right and right. But I want to say to you this morning, look up in the name of Jesus. After this, I looked and behold... A door was open in heaven. What is the door? Jesus is the door. The door is Christ. Christ is the door. And he said in St. John 10, I am the door to the sheepfold. You believe it? There is only one door to the church of the living God. And Jesus is the door. You believe that? Hallelujah. Jesus is that door. When you catch the revelation of the door, then you'll be in a rapture. You'll see it's not the church door or the denomination door or your group's door or the church age reformer's door. Jesus is the door. Every one of them came hammering their message. I am the way. I got the message. Luther, Wesley, all of them came with their message. But Jesus, rather than the closing of the church age, says, I am the door. Hallelujah. I am the truth and the way. Hallelujah. I am the way and the truth and lights. You believe that? There's only one door to the church of the living God, and Jesus is that door. You believe it? Saints, to be rightly, to rightly be the bride of Christ, you will only see and worship Jesus only. Amen. I want you to watch this now. The scene is changing in Revelations 4 and 1. I'm going to keep lingering in that scripture. Revelations 4 and 1. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, of a trumpet talking with me. So John's been watching Patmos, and now he looks up. He sees something went on on earth here, these seven church ages, all down the seven church ages, and after he got through seeing the church ages as cease, he heard a voice. Hallelujah. The church age will never cease to you if you still believe in Trinitarianism. If you still believe in false baptism, the church age is still open to you. But once you catch the revelation of God, God shuts off the church ages. And now you will see things hereafter. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Don't you love the Lord? 
Don't you love Jesus? Aren't you glad you can see one God and not three? Aren't you glad that you're the bride of Christ in this age? And you're not like the frogs that's looking back, but the spirit of Christ is in you to see truths in this age. You believe that? So here is John now after he got through seeing the church ages, the church age sees and he heard a voice. He's seen a door open and the first voice sounded like a trumpet. The Bible says you can follow in, in Revelations 4 and 1. The scene changed now from Patmos to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. When a saint once see Jesus, amen, their minds on Jesus, their soul is on Jesus, their life is on Jesus, and their desire changed from earth to heaven. Praise God. Oh, we need some people to look at Jesus again. Amen. And see Jesus only. Praise God. So the scene changes from Patmos to heaven. And the voice was the same voice that walked in the seven golden candlesticks. The voice didn't change. I want you to notice now. You remember in the first church age, uh, uh, John heard uh, the same voice. Look at Revelation 1. Uh, and verses 10 through uh, 13, I sort of put it together there for you. And I was in the spirit on the Lord's day, and I heard behind me a voice of a trumpet and sounded like many waters. And when I turned to look, I saw well, how many? How many sitting on the throne? One standing in the midst of the golden candlestick. Hallelujah. Amen. Not three God, one God. And that one God is Jesus. Young people, catch that revelation that you're sitting in the Word this morning. The revelation of Jesus Christ. He said, when I turned to look, I saw standing in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. You see, John heard the same voice speaking from heaven. And he looked up and he saw an open door. Hallelujah. Praise God. The voice in this last age. What did this point us to? Amen. Jesus Christ. What was it pointing us to? Jesus Christ. It wasn't to himself. Red Brand never pointed us to himself. It was to Jesus Christ. The message he brought exalted Jesus Christ. There's not a man on earth that preached Christ more profoundly than the last day messenger. There's not another ministry that points you to Jesus as the ministry of the seven angel. You believe it? It was never look at me, look at what I can do. Hallelujah. It was looking unto Jesus. You believe it? Oh, an open door in heaven. How do you get in? By Jesus Christ. The one door, one way, and no other way this morning. You believe it? In John 10 and 1, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that entereth not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbeth up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. You believe that? You have to come through God's provided way. And Jesus Christ is God's provided way. It's not through any man. It's through Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus Christ is the man. He is the one. He is the truth and the light. He is the ultimate. He is the final absolute of God. Jesus is the answer. You believe that? Everyone else has to step back. Jesus is the foremost. 
But how do you see Jesus? Through the revelation of the voice. Hallelujah. So I heard a voice that said, come up hither. You believe it? Now that same voice that was speaking up in heaven when John looked up, said in Revelations 4 and 1, look there again, come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. He had done, redeemed his bride. You believe it? His earthly work was finished and he was in glory calling John, come up hither, John. Hallelujah. Praise God. You believe it? Come up hither, John. Hallelujah. I can't come back. The next time I come back is with the bride of Christ. But right now, for you to have communion with me and for you to fellowship with me, you got to come up higher. You got to leave the earth. You got to leave the church age. You got to leave everything behind you and come up where I am. I want to show you that the hereafter. I'm still speaking on the emerald, the bride. Amen. So he had, he had redeemed his bride. He had finished his earthly work. Hallelujah. He is now getting ready to pour out his wrath on those who rejected his message. You see, the next thing is, he will pour out his wrath on those who rejected his message. Christ, amen, finished his work. You believe it? And the only way Christ is back in the church was in the form of the Holy Spirit. He sent his spirit back in the church, but his spirit will bring us where he is. How do we get where he is? His spirit in us. It's the spirit of Jesus that raised up Christ from the dead. Hallelujah. Amen. He'll quicken your mortal bodies. You believe that? That same spirit that he sent back will take us back to where he is. You believe it? How do we get up to where he is? By our church, by our creeds, by our religion, by our righteousness. No, by the spirit of Jesus Christ inside of us. You believe that? So now the same voice that was speaking up in heaven when John looked up says, Come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. He's not getting ready, as we said, to pour out his wrath upon those that rejected his message. Now remember his message, final message came at the last age. And after that message was preached, then there was a rapture. Are you with me? Brother Brandon brought the last uh, message, the last voice, the seven voices in the seven golden candlesticks was a voice of the messengers. Amen. But the last voice brought a rapture message. Then John was caught up to meet the Lord in the air. You believe it? There'll be no rapture without the voice of the seven angel message because he brought us into preview of Jesus Christ. You believe that? Revelations chapter 4, part 1, 1960. War. This is the setting of the great battle. The people that rejected God's message rejected the Holy Spirit, the messenger of the seven churches, the one that rejected this message of his grace as nothing left but judgment was already. All the while, he was making ready to pour out this plague upon the earth. Now, come up hither, and I will show you what's fixing to take place. You believe it, friends? Hallelujah. Christ and and left earth and gone up into glory. Hallelujah. 
He finished his work as kinsman redeemer. Amen. Christ stirred a message at the hour. Amen. Is now sitting on the throne. But his spirit is here on earth. And the church ages was over showing that his spirit has finished here on earth. You believe it? So when God finishes here, he takes his servant up. Hallelujah. And he said, that message that's brought is going to give you rapturing faith for the rapture. You believe it? He has gone into glory and was calling for John, according to the scripture, to come up. And he showed him what else was going to take place. He said, come up hither. And look at verses 2 now of Revelations 4. Keep your Bibles with you. Amen. Revelations uh, chapter 4 and verses Revelations 4 and 11, and immediately I was in the spirit. Praise God. Wouldn't that be wonderful if we catch the revelation of John? Amen. When God said, uh, when God spoke to him and told him, after this, I looked up and he called John and he said, come up hither. Immediately, John was in the spirit. You know, we need that more in the church. We need to go in the spirit immediately. Amen. But what kind of spirit does the church go in immediately? Is it an earthly spirit or a heavenly spirit? The Bible said immediately I was in the spirit. Christ had left the earth in the form of the Holy Spirit and had returned to the body again. You believe it? He is now an intercessor on the throne. Praise God. Hallelujah. He's an intercessor on the throne, but he's telling John, come up and let me show you some things hereafter, but I'm sitting on the throne as an intercessor because you understand some of my body is on earth, and I have to intercede for them because as long as blood is on the mercy seat, there's hope for them on earth. Oh, praise God. He's now an intercessor uh, on the throne, and now immediately after he showed John the end of the ages, is redemptive work he went up into heaven praise God and he said John I can't talk to you hallelujah down here no more because I've left down there I've come up hither come up here with me and I'll show you what's going to take place hereafter he said John come up where I'm at he's challenging the bride and they says come up where I'm at I can't show you things where you're at. You've got to come up hither where I'm at. You've got to get out of your own uh, earthly thinking and come up where God is. Lay aside every weight that so easily beset us and run with patience this race that is set before us. Amen. You know, God wants to tell you some things, but you've got to come up where he's at. God wants to reveal his plan for your life, but you've got to leave the church ages and come up where he's at. God wants to heal your family, but he wants to leave you to leave where you're at and come up higher where he's at. Amen. Remember what the apostle Paul was forbidden to write. God told John to write it in a book. Remember John, uh, Paul was transported into the third heavens and he said there were things that was unspeakable. I was forbidden to even say they're, they're, they're not lawful for me to even say what I saw. But praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a bride in the last age. John taps the bride. Amen. John was forbidden to say it or write it. But the bride, amen, through John was able to write what was hereafter. You believe it? 
Amen. This was concerning the translation of the bride to go in the rapture. Hallelujah. Paul was trans. He was forbidden to even utter those things. He says it's even unlawful for me to speak of those things. Amen. Praise God. John, leave the earth now. And he goes up into the heavenly hereafter. And he begins to tell us. Notice John being taken up immediately after the church age was a type of the rapture church. Immediately after the church age is over, this Laosian age, then comes the rapture. You believe it? Hallelujah. Amen. After the Laosian church comes the rapture. You believe it? And the church goes up like John into the presence of God. Now let's look how and see this translation of the Emerald Bride. You got maybe about 10 more minutes. I'm going to try to wind this up now. Just give me just a few more minutes. Come up, uh, Bride of Christ. I believe that God is trying to show you something this age. He said, I will show you things uh, hereafter. Let's look about this translation of the Emerald Bride will take place. Go with me in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13. I'll read quickly, and then you can grab a hold of it. And when Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some uh, uh, Elias, and others Jeremias, and one of the prophets. And he said unto them, But whom say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, uh, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give unto thee the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And, and whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then charge he his disciples that they should tell no man that he was Jesus the Christ. Uh, after Peter's rock confession of the revelation that had been revealed from heaven that he was the son of God. I want you to watch, watch this now. Not a confession of him being the son of God because they knew he was the son of God. Jesus just said it, but what it was, the revelation that had been revealed from heaven that he was the son of God. You believe it? Hallelujah. This is what he said, I'll build my church upon that confession. Hallelujah. Amen. Not Jesus here saying, I'm the son of God. But it was revealed to him from heaven that he is the son of God. Some of you young people, you are a saints of God and family. You need a revelation that Jesus is Lord. That Jesus is Lord. Not because somebody tell you that. Amen. Not because the preacher says that. But a divine revelation from the higher realm that revealed to you that Jesus is Lord. You believe it? Oh, I love it. He said, flesh and blood, I'd never thought it to you. But my Father, which is in heaven, revealed it to you. This was rapture revelation. Remember, the rapture is a revelation. You believe it? All right, look at verses 28 now in Matthew chapter uh, 16. Drop down to verses 28. I'm showing you now the revelation of the word of God. You believe it? 
Amen. We're looking at the emerald bride, the translation of the bride of Christ. After Peter caught the revelation of the open door and he saw and knew who Jesus was, hallelujah, something happened. Jesus said in verses 28, Verily I say unto you, There be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Not all, but some. Some standing here shall not taste of death until they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. He was speaking of the rapture saints. Hallelujah. When you catch the revelation at the open door and you see Jesus, you'll see the translation. A few days after this, Jesus fulfilled this promise in Matthew 17, verses 1 and 7. Matthew 17, verses 1 and 7. And after six days, Jesus taken uh, uh, Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart, and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was like white as the light. And behold, there appeared unto him Moses and Elias talking with him. He took faith, hope, and charity, which was Peter, James, and John, and rehearsed the entire rapture to them because they had a revelation at the open door. Hallelujah. Church of God, we will not sit on the false teaching of denominationalism. Amen. That baptize in false baptism and teach things contrary to the Bible. It'll take an open door vision to bring us into the rapture. You believe it? Hallelujah. And now we take it, Peter, James, and John, his brother, and bring it up into the high mountain apart and was transfigured before them. And his face did shine as the sun as raiment was uh, white as light. And behold, there appear unto Moses and Elias talking with him. You know why? Because Peter caught a revelation of who Jesus was. It brought him into the presence of the resurrected saints and the translated saints. He caught a preview of the bride of Christ. You believe it? Oh, I love that. This is why he says, There be some standing here which shall not taste taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his glory. You believe it? And his raiment was white. Hallelujah. He looked and he see they were brought into view of watching the kingdom of God with this bride over in this place. They saw the coming of the Lord in a rehearsal. Praise God. Brother, I say, come out of the church ages. Come out. Come up higher where God is. There is an emerald bride. There is a rainbow bride. A logos bride in the end time that's forgetting about earthly things. So he's got our jobs, business, church conflicts, family conflicts, troubles, and all these things in this life, you have what? Troubles. What the Solomon says, man that is born of a woman is a few days and full of what? Trouble. But I'm so glad there's a church that came up in the last age that caught the revelation of Jesus and she's coming up where he is. Come up higher and I will show you things that will be hereafter. 
The first thing they saw in the coming was Moses represented the dead saints that would be resurrected. And Elijah standing there representing the transfigured saints of God. You believe it? Abraham goes on in the same message, Revelation chapter 1. He said, oh, I want you to notice what will take place. Listen, this is a brand new, don't miss this. If you miss everything I have to say, don't miss this. Because I've always believed that Elijah that was there with Jesus when he transfigured himself in Matthew chapter 17 was the spirit of Elijah that was upon Brother Branham. You believe that? The same exact spirit that was upon Brother William Branham is the same spirit that stood there representing the translated bride message of this age. You believe that? Hallelujah. You believe it, my friends. Amen. Brother Branham had nothing to do with it. But the spirit was there when the translation took place. No wonder he brought us a rapture message. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? Don't doubt it. Let me show it to you now. Amen. Watch this. Oh, I want you to notice what will take place. There was Moses first. That's all these six ages. They slept six church ages. Not only that, but Elijah was there. The messenger, watch this, the messenger of the last day with his group of the transfigured, the raptured saints. Hallelujah. Church of God, let me say this to you this morning. Amen. If you were there, you will be transformed. Amen. He said, but Elijah was there, the messenger of the last day with his group of the transfigured, the rapture. Hallelujah. The raptured saints. Hallelujah. Brother, when, when I caught the revelation of Jesus, it, God showed me a preview of the bride of Christ. I was caught up in the translation with Elijah the prophet, and with him comes the bride of Christ. You believe it? You know, I've studied this for years. Brother Larry, I've read over it. I've studied this message. And, and you know, I know what he was talking about. But brother, here a couple of weeks ago, this thing came so alive to me on this dispute of what the spirit of Elijah is. And there it was right before me. Amen. Praise God. This is why Brother Bram could be taken up into a translation. He was already translated there. Hallelujah. You believe that? Remember, he went beyond the curtains of time. Amen. He went beyond the curtains of time and he saw the preview of the bride. But he was only telling us what he, where he had already been with Moses and with Elijah. Glory! And he said, there's a transfigure, a rapture church in this age. After Jesus' resurrection, can I just finish this? After Jesus' resurrection, he met up with his disciples and continued to show his bride the hereafter. Look with me in John 21, verses 20 through 24. And I'll move quickly. I know I'm taking time, but I've got to get this home to you. Then Peter, turning about, seeth the disciple whom Jesus loved, falling, which also leaned on his breast at separate and said, Lord, uh, which is he that betrayed thee. And Peter, seeing him, said to Jesus, Lord, what shall this 
uh, what shall this man do? And Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Follow thou me. Then went they this saying abroad amongst the brethren, that the disciple shall not die. Yet Jesus said unto him, He shall not die, but I, what, if I will that he tarry till I come, what is it to thee? Jesus said unto them, What is it to you if you tarry till I come? I will return. What is it to thee? Hallelujah. Remember, John was the beloved. John represents the beloved bride. And he leaned upon the bosom of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Here's the bride in the bosom of Jesus. John types the bride. Jesus didn't make no mistake. You understand? His disciples made a mistake and they said, Jesus said that John was going to live till the coming. But Jesus didn't make no mistakes. Right here in Revelation, the fourth chapter, Christ fulfilled his word. You believe it? He brought John into the heaven and rehearsed the whole thing to him. All church, emerald bride, elected church of God, lean upon the bosom of Jesus and draw strength from him. John typed the bride, hallelujah, leaning after the resurrection, amen, upon the bosom of Jesus, hallelujah. Praise God. You know, I love this. And his disciple whom Jesus loved, John, fallen wishes, also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrayed thee? And Peter, seeing him, said Lord, to Jesus, Lord, what shall this man do? And Jesus said, if I will that he tarry uh, till I come, what is it to thee? You see, Jesus didn't lie. Jesus fulfilled his resurrection. It goes back right back because John was caught up into the realms of the spirit in the hereafter. He said, behold... Amen. Come up hither, and I will show these things that will be hereafter. I trust you're seeing the preview of yourselves this morning. Come up to this place. He was caught up, the Bible says. Christ fulfilled his promise in Revelation chapter 2. Before his death, he was caught up in the spirit and seen things just as though he had lived. Hallelujah. God took John there. Hallelujah. He didn't have to die. He was translated into that dimension. Same as Brother Branham didn't have to die. He was translated into that dimension. Just like the church on earth, the bride one day will not die, but translate into that dimension. He saw the coming of the Lord and the book of Revelations. I'm just thankful for it this morning. Hallelujah. There's a church. There's a bride. There's a people that's coming up by the help of the Lord. I'm, I'm going to quit right here because time's against me. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a good clap offering this morning. Do you love him? <laughs> Hallelujah. Isn't Jesus good to us? Aren't you glad you know who Jesus is? Amen. He's not just a byword or a password. He is a revelation. Let me say this, friends. Not everybody has a revelation of who Jesus is. Only the bride does. Because John looked and he saw an open door. And that open door was Jesus. And everybody see Jesus as the open door. They'll be in a rapture. 
denomination can't see it. Charismatic churches can't see it. The religious people can't see it. But once you get a revelation of who Jesus is, you're heaven bound. Hallelujah. Then you leave the church age and call up where John is in the bosom of Jesus. What a pathetic thing it will be on that day to hear people say, but Jesus, I know you. But Jesus, I sang about you. But Jesus, I, I went to church. But Jesus, I was baptized in Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But Jesus, and you know what he would say? Depart from me, ye workers of iniquity, for I never even knew you. Think about this. Depart from me, ye workers of it. You, you realize this morning that iniquity can be worked under the name of religion? Some of the most uh, uh, mischievous, uh, conniving, conning deceit is done under the name of religion. Yes. Hallelujah. It's not the unbeliever that uh, you have to worry about. Hallelujah. It's not the believer. It's the make-believer you have to worry about. Amen. Under the name of religion. But praise God, there's a church. That's coming up in the first resurrection. You believe it? Are you going up in the first resurrection? You believe it, church? We're going to have a baptism now in the name of Jesus. And we're going to just have the Holy Spirit to just come down and bless us in a special way. Do you love him now? Let's sing a song. Amen. And we just appreciate the Lord. Would you come? If you have your Bible and read the scripture for me. I'm going to slip back there and get in um, my uh, baptismal suit. Amen. Get ready to baptize my precious brother Daniel. If you're going back and get changed. Amen. Have such a wonderful service here on, on uh, Sunday, on Wednesday night. And a brother it was in the back. He said, I want to get baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. You believe it? You have the revelation of the name. If you've been baptized any other way besides in the name of Jesus Christ, you have been baptized in a false, under false baptism. Come on, church. You see how the name of Jesus is so powerful that only the bride of Christ will be in the rapture because of that name? What did the Bible said? Hall of heaven is what? Name what? Hallelujah. The saints on earth, Jesus. All of heaven shall be called. All on earth shall be called by the name of Jesus. You believe it? Oh, praise the Lord. Come on, Brother Jonathan. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Oh, Jesus, 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 there's just something about that name. 
When that name is spoken, devils flee. When that name is spoken, the bride becomes at peace under that name. Amen. You know what? You want to see the example of a living church? See baptisms in the name of Jesus. See young people willing to dedicate their lives and give their lives to God and be baptized as a witness to the world in a dying age. There's young people ready to serve him. You want to see a church that's dying, see baptisms drink up. No one wants a new life, but thank God we've got a group that the power of Jesus is in. Amen. In Matthew chapter 25, Jesus is speaking. Amen. You thank God for revelation. Jesus speaks to us. He's speaking to the disciples. He says that the 11 disciples went away into Galilee and the mountain where Jesus was appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Jesus turned to them and he came and he spake to them saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. In who? In the name of Jesus. All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. And go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe these things. For whosoever I have commanded unto you, lo, I am with you always, even into the ends of the world. Jesus left that there, but a revelation come one day. A prophet came upon the scene and began to preach in the name of Jesus. And they said, Mothers, what shall we do? In Acts 2, and he says, And when they heard this, was pricked in their hearts. They said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins and for you that shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. What a revelation to know. It's more than a man. It's more than a title. It's more than an ideal. It's more than a religion. But it is in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let's sing that again and finish making the way in his name. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. congregation it was like a light going out it's more than just calling on the name of Jesus you see Peter Peter was standing there he knew just Jesus was the Christ 
but it had to be in not flesh and blood. Not even the flesh and blood of Jesus. It had to be by the Spirit that revealed it to him. I trust this morning you see what the Holy Spirit was doing. He was bringing the church into a revelation of Jesus Christ of himself. And brother, let me say this. I believe every one of you here that see what I was saying this morning, you're coming up. Hallelujah. As John said, come up and I will show you things that will be hereafter. We're very humbled and honored to come this morning to the baptismal pool to, or this afternoon rather, to baptize Brother Daniel Pius. I wish his dad was here. But I believe that God will allow our precious Brother Daniel to look over Brother Roger, the banisters of heaven, and see this baptism this morning as we baptize him uh, in water baptism. So God bless you. Come on. as cold as it is, Brother Pat, uh, Brother Chris fixed it up with a little heater and knocked a little bit of chill out of it, so it's still cold, but we're going to get that fixed, but we just want to go down in the water now and just pray and then baptize. Let's pray. Father, we just come before you now, Lord. We thank you for this young soul who is willing to surrender to your word. You said to repent and be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remissions of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to them that are far off, meaning this generation. Lord, we thank you for Brother Daniel's life, Lord. God, he has confessed his sins. He has come before you. His mom, Sister Mercedes, just witnessed to me. She has waited for this day to come. The decision has been made. His heart is pure. And now upon the confession of Brother Daniel's faith, I now baptize him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Oh God, may he surrender everything of his life to you and fill him with your Holy Spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus good to us. Yes. Is God good? Yes. Is he wonderful? Yes. Are you looking to him? Yes. May God bless you. We certainly appreciate you. Thank you for the extra time this morning. You know, I had a good bit more material to go, but the Holy Spirit just wanted me to stop right there. Is that all right? I'll pick it up next Sunday, Lord willing. Brother Jonathan will be ministering Wednesday night, but we look for a great time around the fellowship of God. I'll pick a part two on the Emerald Bride and just blend it right into the rainbow, and I'm sure you'll be blessed. We'll be praying for the service. How many of you just come out? Come out and be a part of the service and be blessed this Wednesday night, and we'll look to the Lord. Just remember uh, the funeral for Brother um, uh, Jimmy and the viewing tomorrow, and then the funeral on um, Tuesday, if you are able to make it at the, um, what was the name of the place? Uh, Jennings in the air, right off of this, right here on the exit here of the church. God bless you. We love you. Brother John. Oh, I have found for the promised land. I am bound for the promised land. Oh, who will come and will go with me? I am bound for the promise. Oh, sing that with me one more time. Oh, yes, I'm bound.
bless the online audience, Lord. Seven o'clock Wednesday, next Sunday service, be in prayer for one another, love one another, appreciate one another, fellowship.